All right, it's rolling, so three, two, one, good. All right. Hey, Len. Hey, doing? what are you doing here? I'm reading the newest edition of Franois. It's, well, it's it, embracing your inner Italian. It's the local it's Italian. literally um, what it says. Hey, everyone. Another uh, Rhinos and Dinos podcast here. As always, I'm Carm. We have Len talking about Black Friday, consumerism. Consumerism. Yeah, so just wanted to touch on this. So today, when we're actually filming, is November 25th. So it's the day after Black Friday. So I've had a tradition for the last over 20 years, get a group of friends together on Black Friday, go out, eat, shop, drink. horse around, drink, horse around, have a good, uh, a good day. Be merry. Be merry, have a fun time. So what I did see, um, yesterday we were in a mall in the Chicagoland area, and it was relatively crowded. It, it looked slammed. Yeah, the, the mall itself was slammed. And they, just for context, they have uh, like restaurants on the kind of periphery right, right. of the mall. But uh, yeah, the mall looks slammed. The mall was slammed. It the was car, slammed. The parking lots were filled. Um, but why I wanted to talk about this today is I actually, when I got up this morning, you know, you, you check your Instagram, YouTube, whatever, you just see stuff. I actually started seeing videos about Black Friday and other parts of the country. No one's there. I saw that. I think I know that video. There was a guy who walked in at like yeah, five and, in the morning and right. he was the only one. And I can't time... Um, I can't time when he actually made the video. Maybe this guy made it on like a random Tuesday and just using it. Yeah. So I don't know how truthful his video is. But I I mean, I'd like to know how, was it bad? Are more people shopping online? Now, because he was at malls, but he was more at strip malls, but. I think, I think more people are shopping online, but I guess it begs the question, like, how does this relate to the political world? Right. I think, you know, you hear, oh, the economy's this, inflation's this, consumer confidence is low. Right. And like. It's hard to assess because on one hand, you look at a mall. And, I, and it was slammed. It was so slammed. I'm like. And people were there. Right. But, but, and we know people they were, were shopping. People were walking with bags. We saw bags. I saw bags. Well, and we know they were shopping because we were in the restaurants and the restaurants were empty. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because we were right. hopping around. Right. Rest, R- restaurants. Bar, bar, bar to bar. So I, I know that they were shopping. I, we saw the people walking with the bags. And that's kind of what spurred this was this other person's uh, YouTube video. Um, just seeing that. So I, I wonder, is this bad? Is this, is this indicative of a larger slowdown? We're not going to know for a couple of weeks kind of what the numbers are posting. Let's see. But it, it, it's almost frightening to think because his video made it look like it yeah. was a Tuesday at 10 a.m. There was no one there. But even what kind of peeled back the curtain for me, too, is and I, when I went down that rabbit hole, Black Friday isn't what it used to be. So initially, you used to be able to grab the good deals. Now it's a month long. Actually, the New York Times, literally, Black Friday isn't what it used used to be be from yesterday. So this is a thing. So Um, it was a lot quieter. But I wonder, though, but here's where I think it could be a bit misleading, is because traditionally, before you had a lot of online shopping, you had that one day where Black Friday was, hey, you get this TV for $100. Right. I've been... I've been shopping for holiday presents, Christmas presents for the last probably two months. And I would say the last like two, three weeks, right. there have been three Black Friday, Friday deals. deals. Right. And it's not like you're getting that $100 TV. And what I learned too is initially when this all started, you would get the TV or whatever the item was. It was, it, you got a great deal. And it was limited supply. There's like six in a store. Correct. But now to try to make it seem, because probably people were, you know, beating the shit out of each other over these TVs, they increased quantities. 
But what I also didn't realize, a lot of times they had different model numbers than what was advertised. Let's say it's a 55-inch LED whatever TV, but the one they would give you would be from the same manufacturer, but a different model number and everything. They might have been sourcing the components more cheaply. Yeah, and then... And then the artificial inflating of the prices before the holiday, too. I saw a meme... I wish I monitored that more. I saw a meme where it said uh, Tuesday, four ninety nine, dollars Wednesday, $4.99, Thursday, $4.99, Friday, $6.99, marked off the $4.99. <laughs> yeah, right, right. That was... I literally... I like, saw it are they morning. artificially inflating? And obviously, I saw the... The mall was packed, so I'm going to say, you know what? People are shopping. People are doing things. I just don't know how it is in the rest of the country. Is there anyone we could call right now? I wonder. No one would answer. No we should have answer. thought about this. But I want to find out how, how bad, because that's going to be indicative. Yes, there's going to be the online shopping. Well, I get that. I think, you know, but as it, it, it is interesting. It's obviously timely because people are, you know, just doing their holiday shopping. I also think there's like a, like a social aspect to it. I imagine a lot of people do the like same thing we do. You, you no, know, but no lunch. one's camping out anymore. No, no, no. I, I, I think I that's antiquated it. now. I don't think, I mean, I thought there was fun. I mean, I would love going the night before, just passing by the different stores and seeing everyone like, look at these idiots. We had but just a, looking at them lined up. We had a Best Buy where, where, uh, where I grew up, and the Best Buy, that this was, I mean, I remember, you know, I was maybe in high school, maybe college back, you know. Anyway, and that was like the heyday of Black Friday where people would, like they would, the store would open at 4 a.m. So people would camp out at like, you know, 5 p.m. The, right. the, like the previous day. Like basically right. after Thanksgiving dinner, yeah. they'd go and sit out in the cold. They would even open, yeah, Thanksgiving day then. Sometimes they did, yeah. And maybe, like maybe that was a pushback from the workers or people saying, oh, are we losing the spirit of the season and don't that, have people pulled away from their families and, and stuff. That was, yeah, that, that definitely came. I remember that was a thing. I, th- I think the first time that became an issue, um, and again, it is, it is a political issue because, to your point, it's a union issue. The first time that became an issue yeah. was when they opened on Thanksgiving Day. Right, right. I no, think it was a Best Buy. Yeah, it's like, why are these people taking time away from their families? They have to work here. So you can buy a TV for so you can 50, buy a TV, you know, yeah, right. 100 bucks. And, and, and it just begs the larger thing. Because you keep hearing about inflation, someone getting a check. But the, the resiliency of the American consumer is really what's keeping, essentially, the economy afloat. That's what I've been able to dumb down from everything I'm hearing. But at the same time, I'm kind of like, are we going to keep increasing interest rates? Or are we going to have to tick those down? <laughs> it being an election year. Speaking of, uh, we have a little visitor here. She keeps, I'm gonna, we're, we're going to make an appearance, Daisy. This is, uh, this is Daisy. She wants nothing to do with us right She's now. She's at my, at my feet. She wants to say hello. Daisy, say hello to the millions and millions of people watching Rhinos hello. and Dinos. Daisy is a, a little... Uh, no, she's bored. She's a half, half mini dachshund. She's lost half, entertainment. Half uh, chihuahua. So she just wants to say hi. So if you ever hear a dog barking during their podcast, this is, uh, this is Daisy. There you go, buddy. There you go, baby. All right, so you talked, you started talking about it before Daisy made her candle. Right. Inflation. What do we got here? I, so the key indicators are showing that it's slowing down, but the food and, and I think energy went down. Well, there's a difference between, I don't know the exact core, number, core inflation. Yeah. yeah, they strip out like energy and well, something else. But now, you know, as we're approaching an election year, is there going to be pressure from the White House to decrease those interest rates? I think that might be foolish. Considering, like everyone wants to win an election, 
So yeah, you need low interest rates, but is that really doing a service to the economy or the country? Perhaps interest rates need to stay higher for longer. I, I, I and now we're going to start feeling the effects of student loans. Yep. People have to pay those back. It takes a lot of money. Out it takes of the a lot of money out of the economy. Um, people don't have that disposable income anymore. Um, I saw there was an uptick in emergency withdrawals from 401s. You know, I saw that too. Uh, not recently, though, but I did see that maybe a couple months ago. Right, right, right. I saw that. So, I, I mean, so people are obviously, you know, putting money into the economy. And then what was it um, this morning that people intend on going into debt as they do every holiday season to get gifts and whatnot? Well, that's what we were saying. It's, you know, you ask yourself, like, how is the economy chugging along? I think I think there's there's probably uh, a number of a number of things, but uh, you got to believe that it's debt, right? I mean, people are just taking out loans or putting on credit cards. Or they, I mean, they have to be. It, it just and I feel really hard, or I'm sorry, I feel really bad for the people in the lower rungs of the economy where it's they don't have any disposable income. Like their debt is now food. Yeah. Well, like food, that's an issue. I have no sympathy for the person who needs to buy a nice thing and goes into debt to do it. No sympathy whatsoever. I feel sympathy for the person who needs to go into debt to buy food. Yeah, 100%. Gas to get places. Well, we've said that before. Well, What's our $500,000 homes, $100,000 cars, $15 wages. But you know what, though? That, that, that again, it introduces the question, though, like, is that the expectation of today's American citizen? Yeah. Where you... And, and and very political, right? Like we're gonna, I, you know, obviously the election, the U.S. election is going to start gearing up. We're gonna start hearing more about it. It's less than a year away, um, and the economy is gonna play, you know, very heavily in, yeah. in how people look at Joe Biden and determine his success as president over the last three years. And and if it's not good, they're gonna look at Trump as and an gonna, alternative. And it wasn't as, and, as and, an alternative. And yeah. that, to bring it back into the whole, you know, what this podcast is about. When we get these numbers from November, December, um, when we get those results in January and February of how spending was, if there was that tick down, if there was a substantial tick down, the Republicans are going to do fantastic um, in just grappling that and saying, look, this party has mismanaged the economy. The Democrats have mismanaged the economy. Yeah. Uh, and it, it's just going to go right to Biden. It's going to put Trump in a place. I still think Trump will be the presumptive nominee. For the Republicans. I, oh, I, I think he's going to be the nominee. I, who I, else would I, be the nominee? We talked I, about I, this I on the last podcast, but it's certainly, you know, we talked about it mostly on the Democratic side, but even on, let's, let's talk a little bit on the Republican side. I mean, you have some of the perennials, like Ted Cruz. Right, right, May, right, May right, Ron, right, right. And, you know, you have Nikki Haley. I think she's... She's, she's gaining some traction. You know, they are differentiating themselves from Trump. They don't want to be cast with that group. Well, the, except... You know, Except DeSantis, because he, he knows where his, you know, and, and support Pence, initially came. But did Pence, did he formally withdraw? I know he, like, paused. I, he paused his campaign. That's as good as a formal withdrawal. Yeah. I Whenever don't... people say that they're suspending their campaign, it's over. It's I mean, done. Mike Pence has, like, about as much charisma as a rock. I just, I don't understand. He is just... Uh, uh, I, I would prefer a pet rock. A pet rock has more charisma. Yeah, he's just... A he's, pet rock has economic success being sold. Yeah, he's just kind of awful, and, uh, you know, he just... There's he, no personality there. It's very just... He just, he's the type of guy that, you know, he right. looks at you, and you just, he's like, this guy's judging me and doesn't know me. I don't know. And I don't, who does don't, Trump do for his vice president? 
Well, we know it's not Mike Pence. Well, it's not Mike Pence, but what's gonna what what's gonna happen? I I don't know. You know, I think this round. So if you if if we think back to to last round, there were a lot of people hesitant to get on his ticket. Absolutely. I, that's not they, gonna happen. No, it's round. not. They're gonna jump on. They know he's probably a, it's gonna be a success. Yeah, for him. they're they're not. I I don't think Trump is. I think Trump, where he's interesting, I think he appends the kind of conventional thinking. Like, I don't think he's going to look at it and say, well, if I get someone from a swing state or Yeah, he's this not going to look at it in a strategic sense. He's going to look at somebody who's basically just going to be, you know. Last time he was looking at Pence, Indiana, someone quiet, not going to steal his thunder. This, he's just kind of kind of like, do I want someone to compliment me or do I, you know. I think I want I, a true partner. You know who I think wants to be? And he's, I, this is. If there's one person in all of politics that I just can't stand, it's it's Ted Cruz. I I think he's just the he biggest, wants to be there. He's the biggest he piece of shit, and he would sell out his own family to like to to, to go up the notch. Oh, absolutely! Like in, I mean, in a heartbeat. Trump insulted his wife. Like not like, okay, he got drunk and he said something like maybe it was a little offhand. No, he said some really bad things. I'm not going to repeat them here. But, no, yeah. and and he still kisses his ass. And I, I don't know why, because that's where they, that's their own sense of self-preservation. They all know that they need him or at least oh, his supporters 100%. to win. Yeah, 100%. And, and maybe, you know what, at a certain point, maybe, you know, it, it becomes incumbent upon um, people out there that are in districts with far left or far right leaning senators, or not districts for senators, state, but congressmen, maybe it's going to become incumbent upon pushing a centrist agenda. Well, like maybe it's time to start running in these districts, looking at your congressman, saying, you know what, you're a little too left or you're a little too right. Time to bring things back to center. You you think... It's not going to happen. I don't think Trump... I don't think... I don't actually know who Trump is going to get it. It's kind of an interesting... Because Trump definitely does not have centrist Republicans. No. He does not have centrist Republicans. He does not have the mainstream Republicans. Uh, I think... I I think the, the only... I guess one point on that, I do think there probably is a subset of, of voters, um, and just to bring it back to the work that we do at Third Coast, which is the political consulting firm that Lenny and I um, run, we, we, t- we talk a lot about voter personas and voter typologies, and it's not just, I mean, this is research that has existed for 50, 60 years, it's used in the corporate world. Basically, it's the idea that not all voters are the same, they don't care about the same thing, even within the same party. So when, when I was looking at Pew Research, they, they came out with a, a re, you know, refresh of their voter typology report that started like 45 years right, ago. Right. Basically, they found four different types of Republicans, four different types of Democrats, and then a group in the middle. Right. And so when you look at it, there was actually a sizable group of Republicans that literally voted for Bernie Sanders. Right. Because it's, right. a, it's, it's, it's similar. It's kind of the same thing. It's like anti-establishment. It's let's blow up the system. The system's unfair. It's the same kind of rhetoric, right, right, if right, you think right. about it. So not to say that that group is centrist, but I think there might be a block of like, you know, union workers, right? Where it's like traditionally those have been Democratic Democrats, voters. Democrats, but they will vote Republican. They will vote, you, you know, absolutely. Especially on social issues. Right, yeah. Trade unions, at least here in Illinois. They tend to skew Republican mainly because social issues. Right. But yeah, so I, I, I think probably a centrist, you know, uh, vice president is not a first priority. No, I, and I, I just don't know. I, I think if these numbers go down, the economic numbers from Black Friday and from the holiday spending season, if they drop down, the Republicans are going to be able to pivot and perhaps 
do fairly well across the board. I think it's, I, if, I have the, if I had to put a bet in right now who it would be, I would say that Nikki Haley is probably the front runner to be the vice presidential nominee. You think she would accept it from Trump? I do. Okay, yeah. I do. Because she's young. You have to remember, she's, she's young. How old is she? Nikki Haley, maybe 50. Let's find out. Hold on. I actually don't know, but I don't think she's that... Age. 51 years. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you think about it, realistically, if she, she's 52, then 56, right? She might be looking at it like, this gets me into the national spotlight, right? Right. Trump can't run again. Right, he can't run again because it's right. two. But right. like, but it's not two consecutive. It doesn't have to be two. It, it's the, just two. The yeah. second term, he's he's done. That's what I thought. Um, he'd be actually. He, fun fact: he'd be only be the second president to skip a term. Skip a term. I think Grover Cleveland yeah. was the, the first. But so, if you think about it, Trump can't run again. She'd only be fifty-six. Like that's yeah, right. That's, that's young. That's super young. That's young I mean, given the age of our existing candidates. Well, you'd have easily two or three more cycles where you can still like get back in it, and so I think. I think she would accept it because I, I think deep down she realizes that, like, it's not her time. Right. Only because those Trump voters, if Trump runs, those Trump voters are Trump voters. They're not, like, it doesn't right. matter what you say. You're not changing their mind. Yeah, you're not, you're not convincing them to and come I, over and to your And she promise. knows that. And I think most of the, the nominees, or the, not the nominees, but most of the candidates running know that. So and I they're do. just trying to differentiate themselves for uh, 2028. Pro- yeah. yeah. Well, They're thinking 2028. They're like not going to make a big impact now, just enough to get the name out there, establish credibility. Yeah, get the name out there, fundraise some money. Fun, right, right, right. And then in 2028, I could come out as a front runner. Correct. Because the second, let's say Trump does get elected in November of 2024, the campaign for 2020 on the Republican side begins immediately. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I, I, I don't know where that's going to go. It's scary, but I, I just want to you know focus on the economy. You think... The Democrats, now let's say consumer spending is outstanding, comes out great. Are the Democrats going to be able, is Joe Biden going to be able to parlay that and say, you know what, this was because of me? Are the Democrats going to be able to? I don't think they've done, so the one thing Trump did really well was self-promotion. And, and that, that's, yeah. uh, that shouldn't be a surprising statement. I don't think, I mean, Barack Obama did a good job of it. I mean, but, but Trump is like, unashamed self-promotion. Oh, absolutely. I don't think Joe Biden does a good job of it. He's that. like a Vince McMahon from the WWE. It's an aggrandizement. Um, well, but that's the thing. I don't think Joe Biden... I think a lot of good stuff that's happened over the last three years can be attributed to the right. Biden administration. Right. I, think don't, I don't think they do a good job of... Of like, taking ownership and yeah, showing this was us. Owning the narrative, basically. Yeah, right, right. Democrats have always done a horrible job of owning narratives. They've never been prolific storytellers. Yeah, they you, don't. You know what I mean? They're, they're, they're not good as far as telling a story. They're, they're, this was actually when you go back to George Bush's days, uh, George Bush too. The Republicans owned narratives. They knew how to sell the story. They knew how to play to people's emotions. You know, it was the Democrats that were the party of logic, yeah. playing the logic. Not that what the Democrats do are lo- is logical, but they would play to logic, whereas the Republicans would play to emotion. Now it's just kind of all over the place, but I, I feel the Democrats just fail time and time again by failing to build the narrative appropriately and play to people's emotions. Yeah, their, their narrative. They only play to people's emotions on a few small things 
which end up being so divisive anyway. It just kind of makes them look like idiots. Well, they, yeah, but they play to they, they play to the, the things that they do play to people's emotions on are the 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 benefit in terms of what people prioritize. And again, this goes back to the whole voter typology. And just let me digress for a second. I'll make my point. But if you if you think about it, we've talked about this before. There is a, a um, like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. There is a hierarchy of needs in terms of like what you're looking for politically. And so, hey, listen, if if things are going great, you know, you're you're making a living wage, you know, the economy's fine, great. Then you care. You might care about higher order social issues, right? right? But if you're living paycheck to paycheck, this gets back to what we were just talking about. And this is why consumerism is inextricably linked with political uh, you know, commentary, is if you're living paycheck to paycheck and financing dinner, with not, not even the steak dinner, right, right, right. with you're a high-interest credit card. You're financing your, your and needed you're, food. And you're sitting here and you're looking at the presidential nominee of the Democratic Party, a party that you've been, you've been a part of for years, say, you know, well, this, this social issue and this social issue, and I'm not going to get into the socialists because it doesn't matter if I agree with them or not. The, the point I'm trying to make is to that voter, it comes across as tone deaf. It's like... That's what? not my priority. Yeah, my priority... My priority even... is feeding my family. My f- priority is keeping the roof above the head. Yeah, the rent's too damn high part. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Right, right, right. The rent's too damn it's high part. too damn party. high. And, and you're talking about, like, a guy using a girl's bathroom. And, like, listen, at the end of the day, I do think there's a balance. I do think that, yes, you have to push through those those contentious social issues because Food, it takes shelter, time. and everything, though, is the priority. Correct. Those, it's, like you said, the Maslow hierarchy. Everything else, though, when that becomes the priority, when people are, you lose that voter. Well, think about it. If and people could swoop in and take that voter. If your housing costs, first of all, if your housing costs have, have increased faster than your wages, you're screwed because that's a yeah. fixed cost. You can't, you can't change your behavior in no. the short term. Maybe in the long term you can sell your house and downsize, right? right? But like you just go into debt trying to make up the gap. So the thing is, when you have things like fixed costs, and you know that's you know taxes, uh, housing, right. even cars to an extent, like fuel. Fuel in the short term is a fixed cost. Um, when you have those things increase at a higher way, at a, at a higher percentage than your your wage increases. You're 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 like looking over your bank account, and you're like, I'm not getting. I'm, I'm not going getting backward. ahead. I'm not getting ahead. I'm going backward. And yeah. what are these politicians doing? And then you have a guy like Trump. And again, just to be very clear, I do not like Donald Trump. I do not endorse Donald Trump. I will not vote for Donald Trump. But objectively, but we're calling what it is. We we see what's coming down the pipeline. Correct. You can look at it and say we're not trying to fear monger or do stuff like that. We're trying to look at it. Just he struck a chord. He did a fantastic. He's a and, fantastic and, yeah. campaigner. Yeah. And 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 he looked and 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 whether it was his insights or his aides or a combination of both, probably a combination of both, it's kind of like it reminds me of the great silent majority. You tapped into this latent anger yep. and frustration that a lot of voters, a considerable number of voters are feeling, and you're like, hey, listen, you guys are getting fucked. People yeah. are, your jobs are getting offshore. We're spending all this money with NATO. Now, again, it doesn't matter if there's legitimacy to it. And it, it struck a chord with these people. It doesn't matter if it's true, even. It doesn't matter if he is able to fix it. It's just that he recognizes what they're going through. Correct. And that's all people want. They just want to be heard. Yeah. They just want to feel that someone understands my problem. They're like, oh, hey, it's on your radar. Thank you. Because that's what you want out of your elected and the, and the reason being, if you think about why, it's when you, from a policy perspective, if you're enacting a policy, you're trying to you know, pass a law, 
there are going to be winners and losers to, to that policy. And so yeah. what ends up happening is you can look and say, hey, you know what? The policy we have right now is growing the economy. Well, it is growing the economy, but unfortunately, there's a big number of people, specifically with you know, offshoring jobs and, and moving you know, lower value production right. to places like you know, Southeast Asia, China, uh, especially for, for cost of labor, like labor-intensive products, makes total sense to move those to different countries. Right. Well, guess what? You didn't have adequate job retraining. You didn't have adequate skills redevelopment. And so those folks that traditionally had good manufacturing labor jobs, they got fucked. Right. And you know what? Yes, if you can decouple, the U.S. economy did really well. We grew. Things got better for a lot of people. But for a lot of people, things did not get better. They fell left behind. They left behind. Yeah. And, and, and those, those people who were disaffected, they're the ones who now are like, hey, so I, like, got I a get guy. up every day. I wake up, I go to work, I try to do the right things, I pay my taxes, no one cares. Now I got a guy. Yeah, exactly. Now it sounds like I got a guy who gets me. He gets it. He gets everything. And yeah, that's right. the thing. It's like he, he tapped into this the, the ability to transcend general platitudes and bullshit broad you know, campaign promises right. and really almost like if it was like an FDR type of like aura where he would talk into the camera... And each person... They felt here. It's kind of like when people would... When Clinton would talk to them personally. Correct. That was kind of not the legend of him. But but the stories you heard is that he made you feel like there was nobody else in the room. He was completely focused on you. FDR, the fireside chats. People want to say, hey, there's my guy is doing good. He, he, he's looking out for me. That's exactly. what he's doing. He, he, he just... He's taking it to the next level. And, and you can understand why people would vote for him. Absolutely. So I, I, I just really want, you know, that's why I wanted to start talking about the consumerism, the economy and everything, because I think that this is going to be a driving force coming up. And I don't know what they're going to do with the interest rates. Home ownership now is becoming more unaffordable or I'm, I'm sorry, not more unaffordable. It's becoming harder to cover. It's more of your monthly budget. Well, right, because the interest going, rates are so right. high. And, and the thing is, is maybe the interest rates have to be high. Well, here's another uh, thing. I, too. I don't know. I don't know Jerome Powell. I don't know what the Fed's going to do. Well, I, I so they're far smarter than me on e- economics. I'll tell you that right. I now. imagine I hated my economics course in college. Well, I was an accounting major, and so there was usually a running joke that accountants do not do well in economics, and economic majors don't do well in accounting. Yeah. Um, I found that to be true. I, I I did find in economics. I just didn't enjoy it. Yeah, I, I, I just didn't... Well, because there's too, there's too much... I think the problem with economics... I think I stopped at supply and demand. It's too... Th- it's, it's the problem with economics... That I like... Economics is based on the... It's very assumptive, and it has to be, right? It's all model-driven. Mm. But that's why I enjoy behavioral economics, because the fundamental premise of economics is that people are rational actors, and they do rational things, and that's just not... That's patently false. They do not. People make irrational decisions people- all the time. Tell me an irrational decision. An irrational decision is taking out, uh, opening a high-interest credit card and buying something you don't need. That is an irrational decision. Now, as a good American, let me rationalize that for you. Do you feel better that you bought it? Of course. See, rationalize. We're good. We're good. See, it was rational. That's a rational action. I'm busting your chops, but yes. Yeah, I know what you mean. And the thing is, is I'm not either besmirching anyone 
the simple pleasures in life. I'm not saying cancel Netflix, cancel Amazon Prime. No. I'm not saying don't buy a video game, don't buy a Lego. I'm not saying that at all. Buy a lot of Legos. Buy a lot of Legos. But, but what I'm saying is certain things, do stuff for yourself, not for what makes you look good to the outer world. Because guess what? If you think people are talking about you, you're not even running in their memory. Yeah, no one cares. No one cares. If they really don't. No, no, no one cares. Um, but I, I, I want to see this holiday season. Just that's what set this all was me watching that video this morning and seeing a mall that was dead. I know. I saw that same video. It's funny. And I was just like, I saw the same video. And the guy doesn't have a lot of followers or anything. It's a smaller channel, but there was a lot of views on that. So somehow, once again, because everyone's always listening. They targeted it right to us because they knew what we were doing yesterday. Well, I think the you know the last thing we're we're kind of heading up to the end of this this podcast uh, this this particular episode. The the last thing I'll say is that I think broadly, if the economy <clears throat> continues to just kind of stay as is, it is a bit challenging to draw the like the the connection. Like, okay, economy is somewhat doing goodish. Or goodish, goodish, decentness, ish. Everything's an ish. As an ish. At the end. But but I say that the reason I what say time that is be because five ish. For some people, it is doing good, and for right. others, it's not. The, the issue is like, I don't know. And, and the other reason I, I am, I'm hesitant is because just by observing someone's outward kind of like appearance or or behavior and drawing a conclusion, it's it's not factual because again. You might say, oh, so-and-so is doing good. They got this, they got this, but they might be up to their eyeballs in debt, right? Right. And so for their perspective, it's like, yeah, they're doing good, but they're you know, taking on massive amounts of debt. And that may not necessarily Keeping translate to Joneses how they, or whatever they vote. It was. Keeping up with the Joneses. Right, and that's not going to translate to how people vote. Yeah. Correct. It, it, it's, you could see success, but you see downward pressure. And still, the number one factor, I mean, I've, you know, I've studied this at, at school, and there's probably 80 years of research that you know, has been built upon uh, the idea, not even the idea, it's it, it, theory, but it's it's sort of proven. The number one factor that determines how someone is going to vote is party affiliation. Yeah, I mean, you, you said that a long time ago. If you grew up in a Democratic or Republican household, odds are good you're going to be voting Democrat or Republican. And I think people just say they're independent, too, either from a lack of a knowledge about a given thing or just general acquiescence they don't care or they just don't want to disclose and be friendly or like you said i think it's kind of there's there i think with trump there was a lot of people that fell in that third bucket which was like they kind of were like i want to and i heard that from a number of people right that they're like yeah i didn't tell people i was going to vote for trump because i don't want to be castrated in my own group you know or demonized demonized right 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 demonized for those people that listen that do not have uh (laughs) yes (laughs) Unreal. So I, I think that's a wrap on this topic. Yeah, I think um, it's good. We'll, I just wanted um, to touch base. Just something that was kind of relative to something we just did. Um, overall, it was a good day. We didn't buy anything, did we? I, I think bought I bought a, stuff on Amazon. I bought a Lego phone. set. You bought a Lego set. I bought a Lego set. I bought something on Amazon. Well, apparently you bought the uh, latest edition of Front. No, 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 that comes to the house. I mean, this There's is... There's actually uh, some recipes in there. Here, yeah. I, I use this for the recipes. They're usually in the back. The recipes, he doesn't... You mean you give it to your mom to make to have her make Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you're not You're not um, sitting I'm, there I'm with not. a Chef Boyer D hat on. No, where you the know, fuck baking is Baking fresh bread. No, and usually, you know, just like something. Ah, whatever. <laughs> That'll be on another episode. 
All right. Well, on that note, while Len looks for his uh, new recipe, well, maybe I maybe something good for the holidays. I don't know. Yeah, a little panettone. Well, we appreciate, as always, we appreciate you all listening. Hopefully, you like the 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 podcast today. Uh, please leave comments for just suggestions, future recommendations, and look forward to talking to you soon. Take care now. Take care.